0: Hey everybody, Cable Smith, alongside my good friend and co-host Chisholm Cook. Welcome to episode 24 of Justified Pursuit. Chisholm, a little jealous, this is the second uh, episode in a row where you've been out killing turkeys and I've been here sitting in North Texas on my ass because our season isn't open
1: yet. I mean, I think that's just more proof of the greatness of South Texas, man. Yeah, Texas is great, South Texas is even greater. <laughs>
0: Well, we're gonna we open up next weekend for Easter, and uh, I'm taking the family
1: to the deer lease.
0: I don't haven't had any turkeys on camera, but last year I didn't have any on camera,
1: and I killed one Easter weekend. So sweet, never know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you had some during hunting season, didn't you? Deer season?
0: No, dude. They're just very sparse passing through. I've only seen them during the springtime there. Gotcha. So, uh, probably just out looking to uh, sow their oats, expanding their horizons.
1: So we, uh, let me, we, we shot one, me and my buddy were sitting, shot shot one at, you know, 740 maybe. And, Mm -hmm. um, about 45 minutes went by and I got another to come in and we still, we just left the first one laying there next to the decoys. So this other Tom comes in and starts pecking chunks of skin out of the dead bird. That's awesome. I didn't mess with the, the Jake. I had a lay down hen there. Didn't touch either of those decoys starts ripping chunks of flesh off that dead bird.
0: <laughs> well, we've seen that before. They're such vicious uh, little dinosaurs. One, one time when we were in the Hill country hunting, I shot a, a Tom and remember all those Jake's you were, I think you were filming it. They came back and like assaulted his carcass.
1: And oh then, yeah. they they Right. I just don't remember year, seeing like chunks of skin coming up in their beaks. So th- Yeah. He was uber aggressive. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, hey, uh, I think we've got a uh, very specific topic to hit on today, and we said we were going to do the Bill Gates episode. We're going to push that because of what's been in the news, stemming from women's collegiate athletics, taking a step further. uh, There's professional women's soccer players that are meeting with Joe Biden this week to discuss disparity among pay between male and female athletes, but... I digress. Um, give me your initial take on, and, and this all came to a head, I guess, when a female player from Northwestern like videoed their organizations. Yeah. Well, there's multiple ones. The one I was reading was from Northwestern, oh. but um, they were taking pictures of their weight room setup versus the what the men have because they're doing the bubble thing, right? So everyone's using the same equipment uh, the men are in Indiana, and the women, I believe, are in San Antonio. Large disparity there between their equipment. What was your initial take on that?
1: You know, I'm glad that you set up the the women's soccer team part, uh, national team part, because I I have a difference of opinion in those two set of scenarios, and I actually didn't know about that that uh, Rapino and her crew were meeting with Biden. As far yeah. as the NCAA part. My take is, the NCAA makes so many hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars. I, I, I mean, I know that March Madness is a billion-dollar enterprise, right? Right. That I and I know that ninety something well, percent of let's that. Let's
0: be fair. Uh, I have the numbers. the The men's uh, tournament is a billion-dollar a year business. Actually, their mm-hmm. TV contract is uh, over. It is for this year, uh, CBS and Turner paid $850 million for the men's tournament, while ESPN threw in another $41.8 million. So you're looking at $891 million just for the 2021 media rights to the men's March Madness tournament. You know what the women's are, Chisholm? I'll tell you, that. they don't even have a contract. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they don't have a contract. It's part of a a uh, multi-sport deal that the NCAA uh, has. It's a 14-year contract for $500 million, but it also includes the men's NIT, the College World Series, and women's basketball. So basically, it's a $41.8 million a year deal for all of those combined. All of them combined. The men, $1 billion. The women, some percentage of $41.8 million. Let's say a third of that. So... Yeah, 15 we'll, we'll round it up call it 15 million dollars a year versus 1 billion now uh go ahead proceed
1: <laughs> well yeah so i i knew that it was extraordinarily lopsided as to which one was making the money uh that's worse than i imagined i mean one but, billion
0: to 15 million that's fair yeah. uh
1: it doesn't necessarily change my opinion on it though so college sports has always been quote amateur right mm-hmm. um the schools make money. The NCAA makes money. Um, the women's sports are subsidized from the money making money made by the men's sports. That's been the case. That's Title IX. That's been around for a long, long time. I guess as an as a amateur arena, uh, you know, a coed environment in an educational setting, I. Feel like there's enough profit there to equip the women, you know, equip the women's, uh, you know, exercise facility during the tournament better. You know, one of the things I read was that the initial excuse offered by the NCAA was that the women's facility didn't have the space. They literally put one rack of dumbbells and some yoga mats in a hotel conference room. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, it was a space issue. And that's where this girl from Oregon took a video and it was like a, you know, typical hotel conference room. Humongous right. room, nothing in it. Meanwhile, you know, the men's conference room that was decked out was it had 10 plus benches and you know everything you could think of. Right. Running machine. You know, I. I'm way more sympathetic to the idea that those girls, that there's money there that could be shared. It, the NCAA shouldn't be a for profit enterprise in the first place. None of those universities are supposed to be for-profit enterprises, right? Mm-hmm. That money should be going back to the students. I don't really care who made it. The the boys don't make the money themselves anyway. All the money goes to these non-profits. They should share it about. That's my uh, take on that's that. That's not a very capitalistic uh, view, but But they're you- not cap- but they're not capitalist enterprises, dude. They're non-profits.
0: Well, are they're, they really I mean, though? I mean, somebody yeah, university law, presidents are they're not paying taxes. Freaking- Paid out the ass.
1: They're not paying taxes. Damn right they're it's they're they are nonprofits by definition. If they want to discriminate like that and be quote capitalist, pay your effing taxes on that eight hundred billion dollar eight hundred million dollar deal. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, I
0: I think that they did get the short end of the stick. One one rack yeah, of weight. I mean, it was pretty seems, atrocious, dude. I mean, it seems it,
1: bad. You know right there was certainly a gulf between what they offered and what they could have and maybe you know some level of disparity maybe i could see but it was pretty pathetic really right i mean literally one rack of dumbbells and some yoga mats you know again get and your per- stretches and inter- in that's right all the girls do is yoga
0: apparently <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that's my take on it i mean but i but i, I i'm i certainly get the argument i think i think Let's, let's, I guess, uh, you know, fully use discuss this metaphor. the incident.
0: The boys are doing the heavy lifting for the NCAA. So they're going to get the weights, the heavy weights.
1: Well, so, I, I guess my point is that they can have both. Like it doesn't, they make so much damn money off of this tournament. It's not like you have to rob Peter to pay Paul.
0: Well, let me ask you this. They're being
1: cheap. When they
0: start paying athletes, should female athletes, it, uh, collegiate athletes be paid the same amount as the male athletes? Cause that'll be the next thing. Cause they are going to pay them eventually.
1: Oh, well, that, that was actually – I'm glad you went there because that was one of the things I was thinking is right now, college athletes, uh, and you hear it coming from sort of – you hear it coming from all sides. Um, you hear it coming from all sides, this idea that why aren't these kids making money, they bring in so much money. And I, I'm not uh, dismissing the argument, but to your point, that will only create more problems here because if you are going to pay these guys and gals – then you pay them according to to your point, what they bring in, what they provide, yeah. right? That will make this problem that much worse, in my opinion, way worse. Because now all well, of a sudden, you know, uh,
0: fifteen million versus eight hundred and eighty million, right? And that doesn't even bring in uh, ticket sales. The average attendance at a um, male collegiate basketball game over four thousand fans, thirteen hundred for the average NCAA women. Uh, home game. So, you know, revenue cr- generated by at the gate by concessions, all that stuff. Sorry, ladies. It ain't happening for you. It just well, isn't. People don't want to watch
1: it. So so my my ire here is against the NCAA first and foremost, to the extent I have ire on this issue, right? So I'm on their website. Let me read to you the third sentence on their where does the money go tab on their about us section. Uh-huh. Finances as a nonprofit organization, we put our money where our mission is equipping student athletes to succeed on the playing field in the classroom and throughout life. Would you say they fulfilled that mission as applied to the girls NCAA tournament? No. Right. They right. It, they're a, they're a fraudulent group of s- <clears throat> D Uh That's, that's my opinion. This okay. NCAA group, it's a nonprofit organization to your point. God knows how many millions of dollars the director of the NCAA makes and his direct his or her direct reports. Right? Mm-hmm. God knows how much waste and abuse and nonprofits are fraught with this stuff. First of all, and it doesn't matter if it's the NCAA or you know your favorite uh, conservation group. Right? There's all kinds of backroom dealings. Lately, and sh- the
0: NRA in the last year has been there. You go. You know, you go. at the forefront of that, Wayne LaPierre yeah. and his buddies. Right. Taking private jets and expensive hunting trips on you know the nra's dime which means the members
1: dime right yeah, yeah right so i mean i i would There's bet. just an example of what you're good luck about. good luck finding one that doesn't have some of that stuff you know buried in the, in the closet right but mm-hmm. um i guess when when you read that one sentence and you look at what they did and then the fact that they lied about it um I'm 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 with the girls on this one I guess honestly like I get that they don't bring in the revenue no doubt about it um football floats the boat the men's tournament is second to that um but you know if the NCAA is claiming to equip all these student athletes regardless of gender right then they should be doing so and then they damn sure if they're not going to should have the balls to defend why they didn't rather than lie about it especially because who in their right mind at the NCAA did not expect when they lied about not having space that one of those girls was gonna be like, oh yeah, bitch, I got a cell phone <laughs> in my pocket that has a camera on it. I will put right. Pro- right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They 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 screwed the pooch there. Uh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Now now you know kind of back to the capitalism point. I- again, if this if this was a for-profit enterprise like the Well, actually, I guess the national teams aren't either. That's an interesting question. Well, you know, due
0: to Title IX, the number of scholarships available for men versus women are the exact same, which is why, like, um, the Big 12, for example, doesn't have men's soccer because they have football. Um, And so, legally, they have to have the same number of
1: scholarships. Um, So,
0: I I will give them credit for that if we're giving them credit for equality.
1: I I Um, won't sit here and claim that female college athletes are like super oppressed. Okay. And that this, this, even that this particular incident is like the worst that I'm not going there. These girls are privileged to, I'm not using it the way a woke person would use it. They are privileged to, to your point, get it, a, a, a get a higher education paid for uh, to your point, mostly off of revenue generated off of men's sports by, you know, almost entirely right? Um, They're getting to go to school. They're getting their free room and board. They're getting their education. They are getting put up in hotels and, you know, maybe they don't have enough workout equipment, but you know, if that's the biggest complaint that they have, it isn't the end of the world. I, but I just do feel like the NCAA didn't uphold its mission in equipping those female student athletes to succeed on the court. Right. Okay. So you,
0: you've, you've talked me into agreeing with you on that, that they screwed up there. Because uh, wow, originally be I was first. like, eh. I looked at the money and I was like, uh. but I didn't know that that was their mission. Like, right. Um, yeah. So that kind of changes things because you do have, you know, here's our mission statement. Here's a blatant example of how we're not following it. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: And, and then we're going to lie to you about why. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, but so your take would be as far as paying these student athletes, don't do it.
1: Mm, you know, I I don't know where I stand on that. To be honest with you, uh, my point so far in this conversation was it's only going to make this issue worse. Well, um, sure, because you're you gonna know, th- and, your, and the fact, yeah,
0: we're not even talking about. We haven't even mentioned football, which I guarantee you makes more money than the NCAA oh, tournament. My it's a, the NCAA tournament's a three week, you know, annual deal. Football's all season, plus the bowl games alone probably bring in as much as the NCAA tournament. Um, way probably way more to be frank. But how do you split that up? Here's the pie. Men are in the billions and women the best thing you have going for you is a third of a piece of a pie of your tournament, the NIT and th- the College World Series, men's baseball. So,
1: yeah, it, it, here's your, correct here's me if your, I'm wrong.
0: Here's your pennies, ladies. I, I how would you
1: There's no way to do right. that. That's the the yep yeah, the sec is 14 schools right i think so and i think they make somewhere in the ballpark of 30 million a school for their uh television rights in the sec network that's 420 million dollars that the sec football makes by itself just half for the of regular season just for the regular season just for one conference to your point right yeah. so yeah they probably make collectively take
0: in your gate of what some of those oh yeah right. that's 000. just the television revenue yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so, so, you know, if you start paying these players, it's going to have to be based.
0: <laughs> you think maybe UConn maybe sells a lot do, of ladies know. basketball jerseys? That's probably like the number one, like, uh, which probably is like the, the number that you'd sell at like halftime of an Alabama football game.
1: Well, I mean, we went to a school that has had one of the premier fem- women's basketball programs in the country for going on two decades. At Baylor and you could go to one of those games when Brittany Griner was there and they were on top of the world and there would probably be what 300 people in a several oh, thousand yeah. seat arena yeah. um, although oh, I did I will say I bought a when they won that first national championship in 2005 or six or whatever I bought a championship shirt and w- proudly wore it to law school uh, and got kicked in the nuts every single time by every single buddy of mine and uh, it was they didn't realize that I was actually like mocking them by inciting their ire. <laughs> <laughs> uh for the
0: record, I did not buy a Baylor <laughs> women's national championship shirt. I, I think my uncle purpose. sent me a towel because he probably went to the game. He played he he was a catcher on the Baylor baseball team. So he's like all into the I you know know that. Baylor. Yep. Yeah. Uh and uh he still goes to all the home games and everything. He lives on Lake Whitney right outside of Waco. He sent me some swag from that and I was like, oh, I promptly threw that in the trash. Like, I can't oh, that just I, I watched the game in the trash. What was I gonna do with it? Put it on my wall? Like it was the you're supposed it? to display. And I'm not displaying that. Uh, n- no offense. I mean, this is I'm not coming from a place of chauvinism. I just don't enjoy watching women's sports to the degree that I do uh, men. And and that's a, and I'm a father of two six year old girls and women's sports are going to be a big part of my life for the next do- uh, dozen years. Right. Um, so I'm going to be there, you yeah. know, with my pom poms hundred percent for them. But like if Baylor makes the final four on the women's side, I'll, I'll watch, I guess. Uh, I watch every Baylor basketball game, like regular season, preseason, whatever over that, just me.
1: The only area I disagree with as far as watching women's sports would be women's tennis, which I find to be just as entertaining as men's tennis.
0: 100%.
1: Yeah, women's tennis is fine. It's good stuff. Um, MMA,
0: I like watching girls beat the shit out of each other.
1: Man, those chicks are badass, dude. Um, It's funny because it's zero sex appeal, although some of them are gorgeous women. It's just they're fucking tough and they fight and they hit hard for the size and everything, but... um, do you think you could beat one
0: of the ones in like the featherweight division? This is always an argument that comes up with people when I'm watching these things.
1: No, man, no. Like the no. most
0: the, the the lightest weight division in women's MMA. You don't think you could beat the average MMA fighter? Wait,
1: the lightest men?
0: You mean what? The lightest one? Like in the lightest weight division? I don't know what it is.
1: Well, of per- men's?
0: No, female. Right. Like if you had to, if you had to square off with them in the octagon? Oh, if I did yes do you think you oh she'd
1: kick my ass no absolutely no 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 no. I, I thought you meant could like the biggest baddest female beat like the small no like the lightest men's the MMA fighter. no, no. so I started jujitsu a month ago uh I'm actually gonna go tonight and uh, I can tell you that just being trained in jujitsu every one of those women would choke either one of us out before we knew what was going on See, it's, it's a matter of te- dude it's a matter of technique not of strength for real like
0: but I feel like once you if you, you could don't get want to your screw hands on them, <laughs> it would be lights out for them. If you could get your hands on them,
1: okay. Well, go jump into jujitsu class and see see how you do.
0: <laughs> I would be it's, so bad. It, really, I
1: mean, it, it's all it's all leverage and it's 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 all knowledge, man. It's not it's not a strength game. That's yeah. why Hoist Gracie came in and changed the whole world back in the '90s when this 160-something pound dude was coming in and beating up Dan Severn. Yeah, right. These guys that were had him by 50 plus pounds
0: more than that yeah. sometimes yeah. yeah yeah um okay well I, yeah i totally agree with you I, I serena williams is like incredible to watch and women's tennis right. in general and, and that's not a new thing i mean it's been great as long as i've been alive volleyball
1: uh, i like watching girls volleyball there may be some sex appeal part to that too but it, it's, so you like it's entertaining sand,
0: you like the sand volleyball
1: i like both yeah. I, I i sand volleyball probably preferable but um uh, even gym volleyball i mean those chicks can jump and smash the hell out of that ball. It's I don't know. It's cool.
0: Yeah. 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 I'll give you that. Um and okay. butts. Yeah, butts butts comes to mind. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. Sorry, honey. <laughs> uh-huh. Um well let's talk about let's talk about this. The the fact that Joe Biden is having a meeting with Megan Rapino, who we all know. Great soccer player. Uh female soccer player. Been on two U.S. national team, women's national team winning World Cup squads, right? Um, Also famously dropped the American flag after they won the last tournament while she was too busy gyrating her hips doing a look at me dance. And luckily one of her teammates, I can't remember the gal's name, uh, picked it up very quickly because Megan and her cronies were doing their little dance on the sideline. Um, But yeah, she's long been a proponent of equal pay for the women's national team. So how, how would that look? Well, let's go back to the numbers, Chisholm. Um, the World Cup in 2010, it was held in South Africa. It brought in $4 billion. The next Women's World Cup brought in $73 million. $73 Versus bi- seventy three million versus four billion. Here's the interesting thing.
1: No, but that's a, that's global revenue, right? That's not US team specific. I believe that to be true. The right. yeah the uh but the revenue for that
0: 2010 um, men's World Cup, the players got nine percent of of the revenue. The women of their seventy-three million got thirteen percent. So they're actually paid a higher percentage. Fast forward to the most recent uh, World Cup, um, participating teams in Russia generated over six billion in revenue. Six billion, and the women's World Cup cycle. This is the whole cycle: the women's World Cup cycle. So all of the like qualifying games, blah blah blah. Two-year deal from 2019 to 2022. Three-year deal it's expected to make 131 million. So that's 6 billion versus 131 million. Where in the hell does she have the right to say that they deserve equal pay? Yeah man, um this is called capitalism people. And 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 here's the cool thing. The women's um NCAA tournament and the World Cup, they're they're really cool one one-time deals. They you know one happens every year; the other happens every four years. They're awesome. I love watching. I'm. I, well, I love watching anybody that puts on the USA jersey. You know, even that's how people get suckered into like watching curling and shit. Um, no one cares about curling, but you put on a USA jersey, and it's like, oh, national pride. I gotta, I gotta cheer for my curlers here. And it's the same way with women's soccer, not to the same level. I mean, more kids play soccer than any
1: other sport in the United States. I so will say it translates a little better to some of the other women's sports. I, I feel like. Um, Anyway, go ahead. Like no, no. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm just saying,
0: like, okay, people are watching it, but it it isn't making the money, and it's not. It doesn't have the ratings. So, I, I, you know, what what does she want? What does she want advertisers to do? Say, here's the same amount of money we pay for the men's tournament, and oh, here's the same amount of money we pay for uh, the men's World Cup. Now we're going to give you. These advertisers are going to come to the tournament say we want to pay you or whoever has the tv rights say we want to pay you the same amount no one's watching it no yep. one's watching it so you can't expect or do they want these like so i guess there's there is a professional league a uh, soccer league in the us things like the wmsl or mls or something i don't know what it is no one watches it it's never on tv <laughs> because nobody gives a shit and now she wants these owners to write these like women 150 million dollar contracts like you're freaking LeBron James or something. I, I I don't even understand where they have a leg to stand on.
1: I mean they don't. It it's just it's just to scream equality or equity or whichever one they're calling it, right? And um, they don't have a leg to stand on. I I would I have some questions because I didn't get a chance to read that particular article. I did a little research on the NCAA part, but um, is do you have any idea what the revenue to the, I guess, to the U S first of all, what, what so the world cup teams, what body or entity governs? FIFA. Okay. That's the global, right? But in the, at the yeah. U S level, like who runs and is responsible for the U S soccer, national U S soccer. And that's yes. men's and women, right? Yes. But it's probably a nonprofit too. I would imagine. Um, do you have any idea what the disparity in income to US soccer? It's probably coming f- from FIFA.
0: I guess <clears throat> Well, oh, here's a nice quote from Rapino. Let me just interject this because I just uh stumbled across it. Uh Rapino, humble as always, said she'll settle. <laughs> she'll settle. <laughs> That's what the article says.
1: Humble yes. as always.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she cool. said she'll settle for a meager quadrupling of the prize money from 30 million. To 120 million. The problem is the tournament only brought in 131 million.
1: (laughs) The whole tournament, yeah. Yeah,
0: 131 million. And she (laughs) wants it quadrupled so that the players get 120 million of it.
1: So, generally speaking, um, because these are quote professional athletes that are getting paid, getting paid according to the market you work in, to me, sounds right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will make a couple of, I wouldn't so much call them devil's advocate arguments as much as just sort of thought exercise arguments, I guess. Um, I, you know, first of all, there's no denying that the women's national soccer team is badass, and the men's national soccer team is barely relevant. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, didn't make the world cup, the last go around, right? Oh, yes. Correct. Right. So heartbreaking. I, I I would like to know where US soccer revenue comes from. I imagine a good chunk hey, of it uh, is subsidized by feet. Go ahead. Yeah, if you've got it. In I, front I
0: of have you. stats right here. Sweet. So this is over a 10-year a cycle. And this and this takes into consideration that the men missed the last World Cup. Okay? Yeah. That's a lot of money that they lost out on. So the women's team over the course of 200 38 games between 2009 and 2019 generated $101.3 million. So that's over 238 games, 10 years. The men over the same time frame, while missing out on the biggest moneymaker, the world cup generated 185 million over 191 games. So almost double with 40 games pl- less played and missing out on the world cup. That's and that's just US soccer, yeah. men's and women's, you know. So
1: I'm looking, it's not equal. I'm I'm listening and, and looking at uh
0: also dude, I mean, miracle. also the women's soccer players get a base salary of a hundred thousand dollars per year, an additional sixty-seven thousand to seventy-two thousand per player as a salary for playing in the National Women's Soccer League. So they're already that's a hundred and six seventy. Thousand dollars a year. uh The men, oh, they also get health insurance through the uh, U.S. Women's National Team. The the men's team are paid by training camp call ups, game appearances, and through performance bonuses. They do not get health insurance, so that is a reward based pay system. You get called up to camp, you play in the game, you get paid. Otherwise, you don't. And they're bitching about it, like what the f- dude. These guys, these these the men are like it's competitive. Like you got to play in the games to get paid. Women's like, hey, we're getting a hundred grand a year, and it's not enough.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a pretty good living just to play soccer. Uh, you know. Oh, the healthcare benefits. Or fifth and most a retirement plan. And they have
0: stuff. a effing retirement plan. I'm looking at right here. And men don't have any of this stuff. Wow, this is amazing, amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, so so getting back, I guess to. Kind of where I was driving at the. I want to see what all of this. I'd like to know where where the money actually comes from, right? Because if it's coming from ad dollars, television contracts, that has to be a huge chunk of it. Jerseys, then sold. to your jerseys, all that's most of that's being driven by the men's side, right? Um, it is a nonprofit. I, I did confirm that. I guess <clears throat> I could buy the argument. Well, first of all, they're already doing that from what you just outlined. I was going to say I could buy the argument that because the women's team is actually elite and has won a couple of uh, World Cups in my adult lifetime and the men's team didn't even make the damn tournament two years ago, three, whatever it was, Um, you know, hey, share a little bit because at least they're carrying the flag, I I guess, and it is part of the same organization. Um, Similar, you know, basically a similar argument to the one I was making that's very social. By the way, well, but, but uh, you know that is again these are these are nonprofits, right? Um, guys that aren't making the tournament are making that much more money from the national team than girls who are actually winning championships. Uh, I'm just making that point, right? Again, that's not necessarily my stance on it. The women do sound like they're getting compensated fairly for the revenue that they draw. Um, but you know I'm not opposed to the idea that you subsidize them a little bit because at least they're badass you know and you know and we know you know it's not as though they're like completely unknown right I mean we know Megan Rapino's name we know uh, Mia Hamm from you know decade and a half ago um, I'm gonna blank on trying to get any more but you know you, we could name if we sat here and thought probably half a dozen to a dozen I could name quite a few for right. sure right um so they and have I, some and right. i enjoy watching them play in the world cup
0: i also right. somewhat sadistically enjoy the fact that fc dallas under 16 team beat them 5-2 in their <laughs> tune-up game for the uh, for the last olympics so right
1: and that's yeah five to so-
0: two 16 year old boys thumped them five to two in dallas texas i mean
1: yeah, you it's didn't see I, I, you didn't see that in the news for sure, did you? No, no,
0: you, yeah, no, you didn't see it, but it's out there, yeah. and there's pictures of Megan Rapinoe, uh, you know, standing there with these FC Dallas U16s. Uh, just, I mean, and 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 I think we have to make the the statement that men and women are not created equal when it comes to athletics. That's proof of it. A group of fifteen and six year old sixteen year old boys destroyed the world champions five to two.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, that's one of the things these people would deny uh and then pretend like what you just said didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it is reality. Um <clears throat> they're already being subsidized to a large part if you look at the percentage of overall revenue that each team contributes versus how the members of those teams are compensated, right? I mean, as you just spelled out. Um I, the flip side of that, in my opinion, is okay, ladies, y'all want um, y'all want to make equal pay to the men's. To your point a minute ago, does that mean we pay you as much as the men are making now? And if so, how? Um, or does it mean you wanna drag the men down? If you drag the men down, guess what they're gonna do? Not play, right? Yeah. Probably. They're gonna, you know, just well, I guess the whole world world of soccer shuts down for World Cup. So maybe that's not a, a real threat. I was going to say they'll just make the money they're making off of their you know, European League soccer, MLS contracts, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there would certainly be a point at which they'd say this isn't worth the extra time, right? Um, and if you lose them, then you don't make any money because there is no money, right? Right. Um, I mean, I, I guess there's fair ideals of fairness in a nice utopian you know feel-good sense and then that slams up against the brick wall of reality right and the reality here is billions versus the men drive the bus and billions. Yeah. right and, and yeah i mean pack a stadium right and and then maybe you'd have a lot more room to talk i don't i don't think they do do they I don't. I mean, I,
0: I'm. I'm sure that like those World Cup games are sold out. But no, no, I don't think if they were like coming to Jerry World. I think they're
1: sold out. Women's yeah, World. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't yeah. Oh, I'm sure they are. Okay. Uh, but like, um, no. If they were playing at Cowboy Stadium, you're not going to put a hundred thousand people in there to watch the women play Canada. It ain't happening. Right. You know, 20, thirty thousand would be great. So, it, I mean, on on some level, it is what it is. People and. it's it's the reason it's the same thing with the wnba like let's take it to the wnba okay there's one women one women's league that actually gets on tv regularly i think they have like a saturday or sunday game of the week on espn or i don't know abc i have no idea i've seen it and then immediately just clicked on to the next thing but it was there um they do have a contract you can't pay those players what the men are making and this is rapino's argument like it just doesn't. Soccer's the gap's probably a lot closer because the women are good. Um, the WNBA doesn't make the revenue. Like comparing it to the NBA, like it, it's
1: just a ruse.
0: It, it's a. It's a. Oh, it's out.
1: totally subsidized by the NBA. It's like a pet project of the NBA. Yeah. 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 By the way, I'm looking at their financial statements, U.S. Soccer financial statements, and um, 55 million in 2020 came from sponsorship, television, licensing, and royalties. 48 came from national team game revenues only six million from international game revenues so i i guess what i'm getting at is i'm answering the question as to where does their money come from mm-hmm. and it does come from you know not surprisingly i guess people watching and buying stuff and, and and all that stuff and and so it does pretty clearly indicate with everything you've already outlined that yeah the men are driving the bus when it comes to the revenue side um You know, uh, to me, Rapino and and all of the others who are complaining about this, you know, if if y'all have an issue here, it's more with, I guess, society to me than it is pay fairness. Right. Like society doesn't support them. People don't watch it. Right. (laughs) Right. They just, they don't. And so, you know, put your focus where it belongs, like find a way to inspire people to watch your stuff. Right, and I don't know if that's possible. The reality is, the men run faster, jump higher, and kick harder, and therefore everything's more explosive. And you know, it's like baseball's heyday was when we were roided out and bombing five hundred something foot home runs, right? So,
0: do you think if they (laughs) lowered the rim to like seven foot to where all the women could dunk, people would be more interested? I don't think so because I don't don't, don't think a seven foot dunk looks
1: very impressive.
0: Or would that be just? Oh, that would be uh, discrimination because now you're saying women can't dunk on a 10 foot rim. They'd throw
1: something weird at it like that, but Hey, well, there's know, one thing are... about victimhood mentality. And that is you can always find something that makes you a victim for sure. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know, mix it up. Maybe make it like um, penalty, penalty boxes or play with a neon ball. Or, I don't know. gets do something to get people to watch that boring ass product. Yep. Yeah. So, well, that's all I really have on that is that people don't watch it, and um, I, I, and that's with the caveat of you know, like I said, I will watch women do stuff in a national team jersey because it gives me a sense of national pride, and I hope they th- succeed, and I will watch Baylor play in the Final Four if they make it that far, um, but generally speaking, I do. I'm just not queuing up a uh, a woman sporting event and watching it on the tube.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let me. Let me.
0: And you know what? Does it make me sound like a chauvinist pig? I don't think it does because the statistics say that the rest of America is in the same boat.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, their own gender doesn't watch for yeah. by and large, right? Because right. by and large, women aren't huge sports fans yeah. as compared to men, anyway, right? Like the women aren't buying jerseys and, you know, not often buying tickets. And, I mean, don't, I'm not sitting here saying women hate sports. Plenty of women like watching sports, you know. Well, like,
0: like my wife. At like least she, she will go to college. a cowboy game or a college basketball game or whatever. But she's not going to make the effort to buy the ticket. She's going to go if I buy them. And she's right. not like, going to wear a buy a jersey yeah. unless I bought it for her. Like, I think that's the common right. American housewife isn't like going nuts over sports. They watch it because their husband. They Dude, and, put and it, they put might put up and with they, their, husband watching it.
1: And they might be into it while they're watching the game, but you know. Then it's over. Ask right, ask ask ten dudes who Patrick Mahomes is, and then ask ten girls, ten ladies who Patrick Mahomes is. And I would guarantee you, two or three to one, probably all ten guys are gonna know at least, yeah, he's the quarterback for the Chiefs, I think, right? Mm. And maybe two or three women who watch a lot of football. Are going to be able to tell you right off the bat, yeah, quarterback for the Chiefs, won a Super Bowl, played at Texas Tech, whatever. But the rest of them are going to be like, I, I don't know, why I don't, you know, they, they don't, they certainly don't. To the extent they even watch it, they don't consume it the way men do, where we know stats and figures and history and you know trades and moves and drafts and blah. You know, like they're.
0: You they know, they, here's the one thing I wish I had that, that how women, um, can consume sports, like once the game's over. It, They're just going on with their life. Like for me, if the Cowboys lose, or if Baylor loses in the Sweet Sixteen against Villanova, I'm going to be like sick the next day.
1: That's right. That that's the perfect. (laughs) That's the perfect. Like physically ill. Like I can't turn
0: on the radio because I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to turn on ESPN because I don't want to see about it. I want to go in a hole and like die.
1: There are women who are into sports. They do not let the loss, their team's loss, affect their whole week like we do (laughs) you're right that that's that sums up what I was trying to get at Um, what was I gonna say a minute ago though Um, oh I know what I was gonna say speaking of chauvinism I'm gonna put something out there at great risk of being accused of being a chauvinist and it's not that I completely subscribe to this theory but it's definitely a legitimate position or argument y'all wouldn't have a sport to play a league to play in you know you wouldn't have teams across universities or women's national team if it weren't for the subsidization subsidization of your sports by men's sports that's all there is to it like we would not know Megan Rapinoe's name if it weren't for the men's national team as average and pathetically mediocre as they are we wouldn't know her name because nobody would be paying those women to go play soccer
0: right because there was a women's world cup initially there was a men's world cup
1: right and and <laughs> i assume and maybe, of that hundred. You know,
0: and that right is that that wrong has been righted uh and you know the yeah women's, it, it, women's that, rights right. movement, that's the non- all that stuff and we can't we're not debating whether women deserve to be treated as equals of course they do uh but you can't there's not a f- effing money tree um, well there is under Biden i mean he'll just print money here's 84 million to uh, house illegals on the texas border here's you know it doesn't matter maybe that's her maybe that's her pitch that's what rapino's going there for she's going to say hey you just gave illegals 84 million how about a little a little <laughs> okay, extra for uh, women yeah. women's soccer players
1: yeah no I, well I, so i want to say reiterate what you just said i'm glad that men's sports subsidize female sports at the collegiate level And even at the national level, I think it's great. Let them play and, you know, and support it. And I'm glad those women do make a hundred thousand dollars a year to play soccer that nobody watches. It's awesome. Like, but be realistic in your demands, right? Equity and equality is important, but, you know, I, I would never, there's not a situation I can think of outside of sports where we would be making the same argument. Because it, it wouldn't really exist, right? It wouldn't like, apply, right? It doesn't right. apply in business. Yeah, that's right. My That's right. In nor any other normal business context... Ah, here's a good one. Do male strippers make as much money as female strippers? Hell no. Right. Yep. <laughs> so I, where are those guys arguing that they should be making the same kind of money that... Hell, <laughs> there's probably one one-thousandth. <laughs> but yeah, in no other context would... It be uh, apples to apples comparison. The job I do could be done by a woman, and I would stand right next to her, arguing with my employer she should make as much money as I do. It's the same damn job. And there's now. Well, you know what? I say that. Well,
0: let me let me ask you this. But uh, I say this that. is what, just what, what, the what same. will limit
1: you? Go ahead.
0: Well, no, I, I was just gonna take it like so. Supermodels, female supermodels, make infinitely more money go. than male. You know. Maybe clean it up from the stripper version because these people are making, they are like LeBron James. Like, uh, oh, what is dude. Tom Brady's wife's name? Gis- Giselle's uh, worth
1: like twice as much as Ch- Tom Brady is. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I don't see the male model
1: saying, hey, we need to get paid as much as Giselle Bunchen. Yeah, he's a male model too. <laughs> he's, a, <Yeah. laughs> he's the greatest quarterback who ever walked the earth and a male model and doesn't make as much money as she does.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tom Brady should be knocking on Biden's door complaining
0: about That's his right. wife's making more money than him he's the greatest of all time yeah yeah
1: no that's a perfect example dude it's a perfect example that market that's where the money is coming from and that's where the money goes and that only makes sense um yeah i but but you know even even in the business context i was just talking about the gender wouldn't matter it would be the performance right right so if somebody was to take over my job And, you know, say it was a lady and the performance of the business plummeted, then they wouldn't have a valid claim, in my opinion, to make the same kind of money that maybe I'm making. Right. Mm -hmm. And any other position you could imagine, I, I would make sort of the similar argument. So I guess there is at least some connection there to the sports question, which is the performance of the men, not necessarily how much they win, but just the visual spectacle of it right, is what drives the revenue, and yeah, so anyway, by and large, by and large, the differences between men and women don't necessarily dictate performance in a business setting as much as just personalities and work ethic and that sort of thing, but the differences between men and women, physical differences between men and women are the reason, well, that in the interest, yeah, well, the interest of the average sports viewer wanting to watch amazing feats of athleticism right that's yeah, the, the, just the bottom line So,
0: which is so interesting that that women's MMA is like immune to that because hell Ronda Rousey was getting a million dollars or something to fight and she deserved it people were paying for her t- as the headliner as the, on the main you know the main event
1: yeah Right. It's, it's weird that it yep. is, but oh, well, but it's all men but, and, that are watching that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's still all men watching it, right. Yeah. But to your point, I don't know anybody who's like when the girls fight ladies' fights come on on the UFC are like, Oh, I'm out of here, walk off, you know. Like no. I I uh since I listen to Rogan, I kind of have somewhat gotten into
0: MMA. It's weird. I didn't used to like it. Now the older I get, the more I appreciate two human beings going to a cage and trying to beat the shit out of each other.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like anything else. Once you start to learn a little bit about what they're doing and it's not just the savagery of it, but the, all the different techniques that they're trying to use and, you know, listening to Rogan, I've, I've learned a ton about it. In fact, I I hardly ever watch UFC, but it's like, I'm up to speed on it just from listening to him. But, um, you know, watching, listening to him, I, I was introduced to, um, Rose Namajunas, who has kind of fallen off in the last year after, getting literally slammed on her head by this um, Brazilian chick who's like a... Nunes. Yeah, yeah, Amanda Nunes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dude, like, first of all, she's an awesome, awesome lady. Uh, really fascinating to listen to talk. Her story is really cool. She's stunningly beautiful. But technique-wise... My wise, favorite like, is the karate hottie, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, I mean, that, that fight came on and I was like, like on my feet at points you know because it was, it was impressive to watch she was yeah. doing all this wicked stuff where she was like getting leg kicked and she would just take the kick but like do a 180 switch and just flip around and that was like absorbing the kick huh. uh, but then she ended up being picked up and thrown down on her head <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> knocked smooth out yeah, yeah. Nunez is like undefeated and just uh, bad yeah that ass. chick's a beast yeah
0: that she is
1: yeah, um, she would. She would absolutely destroy you in seconds, and you wouldn't stand a chance. I've never in fact, said it. if she hits you other, in the face, you would. She would knock you smooth out. I, you were talking about ultra lightweights. That's right.
0: I was just talking All about right. the take the lightest MMA fighter who fights professionally and put me in the ring with her, and I'm telling you, I don't think it would be. I don't think it would go well for her.
1: I'm telling you, you would get wrecked, humiliated, and um, your ego would be dead.
0: <laughs> I. I I would be willing to take that chance. Like I, I would do it in a heartbeat. You yeah. don't even have to pay me. We have Just to make like this happen. Battle of the sexes. Here we go. Now I do something to big. Like but you know, bottom ranked. I, I work out featherweight so versus
1: say. regional hunting and fishing radio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I think if you kind of if you put that type of shit on TV, people would watch that too.
1: Well, I was about to say you, you could be the um, uh, what's the Paul guy, um, Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. or whichever one is is doing the boxing yeah you could be yeah, the, uh, the the jake paul of uh, inner of of co-ed uh fighting <sighs> i don't know if i could hit a girl i think i would just have to choke her out i don't, I don't think know. you would i don't think you would get to hit <laughs> you a girl. don't think it would get no, to that point. Fuck no. you would No, <laughs> hey <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to know bad. how to you guys ask,
0: you guys email in to uh you can hit me up at lone star outdoors show at gmail.com Chisholm, what's your email uh he's cook at yahoo.com email us in if you think you could beat a a woman ufc fighter like, like just bottom of the barrel ufc fighter female i'd like to know what most guys think are they are their egos as inflated as mine uh you know i don't know i'd like to find yeah. out though
1: but but anybody with a blue belt or higher in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu need not apply, or really any other martial art. Like <laughs> random dude who hasn't taken any training, like Cable, the guy who drinks beer and <laughs> yells
0: at the TV when they're fighting, and yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um.
1: Interesting also stuff. review. Also leave a review, uh, a ranking, and uh, subscribe.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. We are not as pigs. We love our wives. They are beautiful, as are the ladies in your lives. And uh, women are created equal in men, just not in the realm of athletics. So, Yeah. Let
1: uh, me have a closing thought on that. So yeah. Yeah, everybody knows that's listening to this that I've got four daughters. You've got two. Mm-hmm. I believed this before I had girls and I certainly believe it now. I want them to have every opportunity uh, that this world could offer. And I believe them to be equal as humans to men. That doesn't mean that they're as strong or as le- athletic, mm-hmm. uh, but they have their own sets of skills that men don't have uh, many, of which are far superior to what we possess. That being said, I don't help them any. If I try to convince them that every one of the 7 billion of us on the planet deserve all the exact same stuff, no matter what our talent level is, ability level is, work ethic is, productivity is. That, that's not real. It's n- never going to be real. And I don't think it should be, right? Mm-hmm. I want to live in a world where talent and work ethic drives you forward, right? And even in Megan Rapino's case, it has absolutely made her, I would imagine that woman's worth millions of dollars, despite her $100,000 a year women's soccer's salary
0: oh well, she absolutely is
1: now a lot of that's come from her making herself a you know <laughs> uh, a star of the woke progressive left right but hey whatever it's working for so yeah. i i just it, it doesn't it doesn't help women to uh sort of indulge that sort of thing because all it'll do is break the systems that are That are you know helping them do these sorts of things and and move forward. I I guess I I think that ultimately that sort of you know this this U.S. national team equality thing would probably really be disruptive and destructive to both men's and women's U.S. soccer. So anyway, yeah. That was all. I I had thought I was gonna be more articulate there, but well, uh, I think that
0: puts a nice little bow on on this uh, episode number twenty four. Uh, like Chisholm said, leave a review. You can find us on um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and if Chisholm ever gets his act together, we'll start videoing these and uh, put them up on a YouTube channel, which I will create. So there's your uh, your next task, Chisholm, because uh, I'm, my camera's ready to go and we need to get a, a YouTube channel going. Okay, that was easy. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I was moving down the road in my ba fold. I had a shine on my boots. I had my sideburns low with my new